We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So one of the reasons we have a crime problem in Columbus is because we don't have enough police officers. We had 200 retire, take early retirement. No, 100, I guess, took early retirement. They got 200,000. That's how I get 100 and the 200 mixed up. But they have nearly 200 open officer positions in Columbus right now. Don't worry, they're adding 13. And I thought, not 1,300, 13 officers by the end of the year. So this is a problem. This is a problem because when you don't have enough officers, well, you can't do what a fully staffed police force needs to do, and this gave rise to, kudos to them, ABC6 and Fox 28 in Columbus with this report last night. I mean, it's a major concern. I mean, we want the police to be out and be present. A shortage of Columbus police officers causing a lot of concern in the community tonight, and it's not all about safety. A lack of officers means special events can't happen. No events, no money. Now, it's a problem that's been growing since the protests of 2020. The officers telling us they feel that City Hall doesn't have their backs, and they're worried about getting in trouble while doing their job. Mm-hmm. Kate Seifert, live on your side tonight at CPD headquarters. What did you find out, Kate? Well, Bob Stacia, the Human Resources Department here has nearly 200 open positions to fill. That's about 10% of its force. 100 of those open positions are from the city's retirement incentive program, where senior officers were paid to leave early. Well, tonight we're learning just how big of an impact this officer shortage is having across all parts of the city. Founder of We Are Linden, Ralph Carter, says he asked the kids at the center on Wednesday what they thought about the police shortage. He had a lot of responses, but one that stuck out was just saying, man, with no police, uh, more crime, uh, more people that are going to fall victim. And we want the police to be out and be present. KJ Williams says he thinks young criminals will take advantage of it. That means they think that they're going to build up this type of mindset. Since this shortage of police, we could do more illegal things because police is not going to chase us. That is what you see. That is what you see. Emboldened young criminals because the police numbers are down. Now, the rest of that report went on to detail the fact that there are, as they said at the top of the news, situations where police typically pitch in and help with endeavors that raise a lot of money for charity. There's an arthritis foundation, car show, that typically has police escort, police presence. It raises $10,000 for that nonprofit. Uh, The Columbus police do not have the staffing to staff that event this year. So this is a ripple effect problem. It goes down throughout many different layers of our community, and it all traces the shortage of officers, the lack of morale among the existing officers, the preponderance of crime for lack of punishment and consequences. It all traces right down to the desk of Andrew Ginther, the mayor at City Hall. All of it. 
But he won't be asked any questions and he won't be held accountable for it because we don't hold people accountable in our country anymore. There are no consequences for actions. Not when you steal a car. Not when you totally screw up a pandemic like the CDC did. Did you notice? Did you notice yesterday? Oh, big story. Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC, now says in a uh, remarkably uh, adept word salad that uh, the CDC did not reliably meet expectations during the pandemic. Ooh, what does that mean to not reliably mean uh, meet expectations? Uh, I think it means you screwed up and you were consistently wrong. Now, did Rochelle Walensky resign yesterday when she said that? No, she did not. Does she plan to resign? Of course not. Because that would entail that she, or will she be fired for admitting that yesterday? No. You know who else won't be fired? Uh, The head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, known as Anthony Fauci. No, no. He will resign eventually. He will retire eventually, right before a Republican takes the White House. And I predict right after he will receive a presidential pardon from Joe Biden for anything a House Select Investigative Committee might find Anthony Fauci guilty of in funding the research that led to the creation of COVID-19. Now, something changed somewhere over the years for Anthony Fauci because I happened upon this video today of a much, much, much younger Anthony Fauci. I mean, the dude has got to be like, I think he's close to 80 years old. Maybe he's past 80, but this is a different Anthony Fauci. This is an Anthony Fauci who looks like he might be 45 years old, 45. And he's talking to some kind of a news person. He's not talking about COVID-19, though, because, again, this is a much younger Anthony Fauci. But listen to this Anthony Fauci when he's questioned by the news anchor about someone who has a certain disease. And the news anchor wants to know, given the fact that this person identified here uh, as a sufferer of whatever disease was common at the time. Does that person, having contracted that disease and having survived that disease, does that person need a vaccine? Uh, But she said the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. What? And if she she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. If she really has the flu. She should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because it's it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. The most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. That really doesn't stack up with uh, what we were told about COVID. I got COVID. I'm immune. No, you need a vaccine. In fact, you need a vaccine and a booster and a vaccine again and another booster. So uh, the CDC, real good, real good, it turns out. Well, not real good, at least grudgingly good at acknowledging mistakes, not so good at taking accountability for mistakes. How many people lost their jobs? How many people's lives were ruined? How many mothers lost babies? 44% is the number I saw of miscarriages 
of women who had vaccines. I know of people who died mysteriously. Oh, first question we grew to ask, we became aware that might apply to mysterious deaths of people who died from blood clots and other inexplicable circumstances. What did we all learn to ask? Were they vaccinated? Were they vaccinated? That's the question. It was an ominous question, and we never really got any answers to that. I have a friend who lost a sister. She has uh, a lot of kids. I'm not sure the exact number. I think it's somewhere around six kids. Healthy nurse. Had to get vaccinated. Got vaccinated. Died of a massive blood clot. Died of a massive blood clot. But the mistakes of the CDC go beyond that. How many people lost businesses because they were locked down, shut down, not allowed to open? They weren't essential. They weren't essential. There's Fox Business's Larry Kudlow on the CDC failures. Do not shut down the economy, okay? It didn't work. It did not work, okay? We shut it down at the very beginning of the pandemic in March and April of 2020. We probably should have stopped that. And then it went on and on for almost two years. The shutdowns didn't work. The states that stopped shutting down did better than the states that kept shutting down. Yeah, no kidding. A lot better. Wall Street Journal, Bill McGurn, on the admission by the CDC that it got things wrong. I don't blame the CDC for not knowing. I mean, there's a steep learning curve, right? So I I don't blame them for doing stuff that was later found out to be not, not quite so accurate. But a lot of this stuff, like the six feet distancing rule, was totally arbitrary. And they enforced it with the zeal of treating people that questioned it like heretics. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what I blame them for, for um, just stamping out dissenters, putting in extreme measures that affected the livelihoods of people, that affected their ability to worship, that affected um, you know, their, their, their jobs and so forth, the schooling for kids. Yes. All of that applicable. Now, speaking of ability to worship and heretics, you'll never guess who's giving the sermon on Sunday at the First Congregational Church in downtown Columbus, home of heretics. Well, I would... uh Imagine it's going to be quite a message on Sunday morning at the First Congregational Church, United Church of Christ, downtown. Uh, That is the church where the pastor is Tim Ahrens. Tim Ahrens is uh, BLM friendly, uh, Alphabet Mafia friendly, LGBTQIA plus ampersand divided by sign, all of that. Uh, He's a big social justice guy. He's just not a very big gospel of Jesus Christ guy. Because I don't ever see Tim Aarons talking about or writing about any of that when he's given the platform of the Columbus Dispatch, which he regrettably is given that platform often. Never met the man. He's invited to come on anytime he would want to. And I've seen his picture and nice, beautiful, glowing robe and festooned with uh, quite attractive uh, pharisaical ornaments he is 
But he has enlisted to preach on Sunday morning, to surrender his pulpit from which he could preach the good news of the gospel of Christ. He has surrendered it to Dr. Amy Acton. Now, I would love it if Dr. Amy Acton was going to get up there on Sunday morning and uh, preach about coming to faith in Jesus. That would be awesome. Uh, But instead, uh, Dr. Acton is going to get up and is going to talk about uh, the environment. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to spend a Sunday morning where people presumably go to that church to be fed by uh, wisdom straight from the Word of God. Uh, We're going to get a message at 9 and 11 a.m. from Amy Acton called... One Hope. Is she going to be talking about Jesus on the cross in that One Hope? Uh, No. No. She's going to be talking about her work at a Franklin County nonprofit called Rapid Five. Now, you obviously know Amy Acton is the one who who locked down Ohio and hoodwinked Mike DeWine into shutting down businesses, establishing nonsensical procedures like, you can go to a bar till 10, but at 10.01, COVID comes out and you have to be home or you'll get COVID. You have to wear a mask when you go out to a restaurant and you have to wear it to your table. But when you sit down, you're 18 inches lower or maybe 24 inches lower than you are when you stand up. COVID is not at that level, so you'll be safe. You can sit there without your mask. But when you get up to go to the bathroom, you'll be standing up. So you have to put your mask on again because COVID is lurking up there in the stratosphere where you walk. That Amy Acton, okay? Uh, Amy Acton tells the Columbus Dispatch, spirituality is a big part of my life. I've always been curious how people live a life well-lived and what these larger cultural experiences are. I I hope that curiosity leads you to the freedom that comes from knowing that your sins are forgiven by what Christ did for you at the cross, not by anything you do. I don't see evidence of her saying that. That's what I would hope for anyone, because it's awesome, awesome, awesome when you experience it yourself. Uh, This is part of a six-week series at the First Congregational Church of God, so we're going six weeks deep into this clear demonstration of worshiping created things rather than the Creator. The six-week series is called God's Good Earth, and it notes in the story that the church is encouraging masks because uh, nothing says that you are uh, putting your faith in Christ alone like wearing a mask. Nothing says it like that, no. (laughs) And it notes in the dispatch that everyone is welcome, which is code for we're an LGBTQIA alphabet mafia-friendly church. And we will not call you out in your immorality, which is ruining your life and the others in whom you entice to join you in that blatantly sinful form of idolatry. A quote from uh, Tim Ahrens. There are some practical things that Rapid Five, that's Acton's new endeavor, that Rapid Five can do to connect us to one another and the earth, and it's huge. Mm, Maybe. I'm not doubting their work. Something about connecting trails to five streams and rivers and bodies of water. No problem with that. I love nature. One of my favorite things is to get outside, grow my apple trees, 
mow my lawn, make it look beautiful. I cherish it. My dad used to, uh, at the end of a long Saturday working in the yard, he used to go stand in the street and look back at what his labor had wrought during the day. And I always thought that was silly. And then I found myself after I owned my first house and planted flowers and landscaped it and got it looking the way I thought, you know, it should look. I found myself doing the same exact thing. So I certainly can appreciate nature, but I appreciate where nature comes from. And the fact that it's a gift from God, it's not God. Dr. Acton says she is working to find her voice in the environmental justice aspect of her work. What did we say about justice yesterday, kids? When it has an adjective in front of it, it is no longer justice. Justice does not need an adjective. By the way, there's a verse in Proverbs, evil men do not understand justice, but the Lord understands it perfectly. Notice there's no adjective in front of justice in that verse. Notice who understands it perfectly. It's not Amy Acton. It's not Ibram Kendi. It's not Tim Ahrens. The Lord understands justice perfectly. Uh, She says that uh, public health and nature are one and the same. Public health work in disguise. Nature has many health benefits. Yeah, it does have many health benefits. And then she ends with this classic wokeism statement. Our world is crying out and it's hurting. We're hurting, Dr. Acton said. I believe nature's the anecdote. Mm, No, that's a no. That's a big no. That's a not even close no. Nature is not the anecdote to our world crying out and hurting. We are definitely crying out and we are definitely hurting. But that is not the antidote. The antidote is submission to God and his ultimate authority in all things. Now, I'm not surprised that this kind of nonsense is being foisted on people at Tim Aaron's church in downtown Columbus because he wrote a column a while back glorifying nature, and he talked about a priest who went to the middle of a desert in China and, I quote, offered the whole cosmos back to God. (laughs) Well, that was awfully big of him to offer the world that God created back to him as if he couldn't claim it back whenever he wants to, as if he won't claim it back on a day that only he knows. The temerity of a supposed person who is a priest offering the whole cosmos back to God? Um, it's really sad. It is really sad. I'm dead serious. It is really sad when someone who at some point in their life, and I'm talking about Tim Aaron, prioritized serving God through the ministry goes as horribly wrong as he has gone, and it is more sad when he leads many, many others astray.